I hate the Declaration of Independence too. I hate the glorious Union, tis dripping with our blood. I hate the striped banner, I fit it all I could. I rode with Robert E. Lee for three years thereabout. Got wounded in four places and I starved at Point Lookout. I caught the rheumatism, a camping in the snow. But I killed a chance of Yankees and I'd like to kill some more. Three hundred thousand Yankees is stiff in southern dust. We got three hundred thousand before they conquered us. They died of southern fever and southern steel and shot. I wish they were three million instead of what we got. I can't take up my musket and fight them now no more. But I ain't gonna love them now that is certain sure. And I don't want no pardon for what I was and am. I won't be reconstructed, and I do not give a damn. Oh, I'm a good old rebel. Now that's just what I am. For this Yankee nation, I do not give a damn. I'm glad I fought again, or I only wish we'd won. And I ain't asked any pardon for anything I've done. I ain't asked any pardon. Truth tellers, shit, what it do, what it does. It's your host, Sunny Day, Sun Diesel, Son of the Sun, Son of Man, Son of God, deeply embedded in the flesh. And this is the podcast. Tell me the truth. Here we go, episode nineteen. I know that intro song was controversial, but we will get to that. Okay, let me turn off this compression because it's messing me up. Wait a second. Turn off the compression. There we go. There we go. Now I can flow. So, as you know, this is the podcast, Tell Me The Truth. I am your host, Sunny Days, and this is episode 19. Let's get right to this business part of this thing. Come check us out on the website, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. Where you can get all of our links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, and all of that. Everything, all the links. You know, you get all the links on that. And, uh, you know, do it big. Holler at us. Leave a comment. So far, one person, shout out to my man, Sean Rainey. Uh, he left a comment. So, I appreciate that. Told us that, you know, he really appreciate what we're doing and everything that we have going on. Something that I want to do, I had to turn off and restart my computer. Um, Something that I want to do is give a shout out because we're almost, and I was going to save this, and I still may save that announcement for episode 20, but we're being seen in many different countries right now, and a lot of them is just one person. I'm not going to lie about it. In a lot of countries, it's just one person. But, hey, for a guy sitting here in his garage, you know, calling people on the Internet, calling people locally, doing what we can do to promote things that we find interesting, I think it's pretty cool. So I want to give a shout out to every country that's rocking with us and rolling with us uh, and stuff. But before I do that, of course, my Google Analytics didn't want to open up because it was trying to restore 10 million sessions. 
So let me just go exactly to what I'm trying to find. I'm going to skip over that for now and give a shout out and an invitation to anybody who wants to be on the show. We can do uh, the interviews over the phone or if you're in Gainesville, North Central Florida area, you, you come on through. We can chop it up. You know, usually, of course, people that are promoting some type of project want to come through. But it's nice to have everyday people who have an opinion. And honestly, we just did one with my kids i did one with my kids today i was out here actually getting ready to record this one because this episode i did by myself getting ready to record this episode and my son and my daughter walked in and hopped on the couch so i said hey guys do you want to do a podcast and believe it or not man we sat down and we got a good 40 minute podcast in there and it was awesome. So I so I, I have to let my wife listen to it first and see if she wants to air it. But it's pr- I thought it was good. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to get a shout out to every single country that's holding us down. If you are listening to this episode and you hear your country, uh, if it's some of these other ones, after I get to like the seventh country, after that, this is like one person in all those countries. So if you hear your country after the seventh or eighth position, you are the reason your country is getting a shout out and, you know, shout out to you. Please share it with people and thank you for listening. So, of course, in the number one position, we got the United States, followed by the United Kingdom, Germany, Taiwan, China, South Korea. And here's all the ones with one listener, a truth teller. We got Afghanistan. Austria, Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Hungary, Indonesia, Iceland, Japan, Norway, Sweden, and Tanzania. And also Russia be on there too, but for some reason it don't report Russia and all that stuff. So, man, big shout out to everybody all across the planet that's listening to us, number one truth tellers. And check this out. I want to send out an invitation to anybody who's in one of these other countries Man, I say, come hop on the show. I just want to hear what it's like over there. You know, you know how we do it. You're a listener. You know, we can line up the times, see what's convenient. I'm trying to do a show, Skype over the phone with somebody in a different country. So hit me up at any point in time. Uh, So far as the updates, as you know, we still rocking and rolling, getting ready to get the app going, still trying to pump out one show a week, still going strong. And we got the studio cleaned up in here. Plugs, go check out my man E. Youngin on Sky High TV. Check out Will Wake You Up. Check out who else is doing big things. Raw Six, Reginald Wrangler is his movement is going super strong. Check him out. All the, you know, their pages are on the website with links to their stuff. So just go to episodes, Marley the Messenger, all them people, Gino Mays, E. Young, and find out who you're trying to deal with. And of course, Bo Digitally. And we finna get uh Grady from uh, Parliament Funkadelic and Ellis uh, Ellis McDaniels, who is Bo Digitally's son on the show. So that's going to be awesome. So anyways, moving on to the show and what it is about. Uh, this show is Black's Law Part 2. I know everybody remembers Black's Law Part 1, where we dealt with the meaning of some words. I know it was a lot of random things in Part 1, but it was super cool and it was fun. So on Part 2... What I felt like I should do is gear it towards words dealing with the electoral process, being that it's 2016 and it's an election year. And that's all you're hearing about. Uh, So I have a good group of words here. And as I went through the episode, we found even more interesting stuff. Just diving deep, kind of nerded out. But 
it's the kind of shit I like, you know, if you you really trying to know what's going on. And, you know, the song that I put on in the beginning, I had this this uh disc called Anti Nigger Dance. And don't ask me how I came across it, but it's like twenty one songs like that. And, you know, just like they said with the Holocaust, the, the, the German Holocaust, a lot of people don't speak about the American and the African Holocaust. If you forget your history, man, it can happen again. And voting is a big part of that. And we go into that in this episode and the words behind it quite heavily. But I like to I played that song to kind of get people's attention and be like, whoa, what is that about? Because, you know, this whole a lot of this Donald Trump movement, you know, he just represents people who are, you know, conservative minded in the aspect of wanting things to stay the good old boy way same not conservative as in you know be conservative with your money it's like they're trying to conserve a way in a in a power structure you know so make america great again you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it all ties in so we're going to get through this intro we finna get the episode started we may have a guest next week we may do the one with my kids whatever at any rate this is episode 19 black's law Part two, election edition with Sunny Day Sun Diesel. Let's go get it. I'm thinking about the good old days. Now quick they slip away. But I'ma be fine, I'ma be fine, I'ma be alright. Slide it up and let it roll. Let it burn real slow. Cause we all know it's gonna be alright. Alright, let's get this thing going. We got a lot of words to cover. I got a list and I'm going to add stuff as I go. So, here we go. The first word we want to deal with is election. Remember, legal definition. Election. The act of choosing or selecting one or more from a greater number of person, things, courses, or rights. The choice of an alternative. The internal, free, and spontaneous separation of one thing from another without compulsion, consisting in intention and will. The selection of one person from a specified class to discharge certain duties in a state, corporation, or society. With respect to the choice of persons to fill public office or decision of a particular person, question, or public policy and term in ordinary usage the expression by vote or will of the people or a somewhat numerous body of electors election ordinarily has reference to a choice or selection by electors while appointment refers to a choice or selection by an individual okay i like that one and let me grab my pen because that makes me also want to add to this list the word appointment because some people are elected and some people are appointed. <clears throat> For instance, you know, uh, the sheriff 
your county sheriff is elected. So he's an elected official versus, you know, the police officers, the cops and those type of individuals. But in the word election, as it applies to the presidential, I believe this that this piece of the definition sticks out to me the most where it says with respect to choice of a person to fill public office or the decision of a particular public question or public policy, the term means in ordinary uses the expression by vote or will of the people or somewhat numerous body of electors. Also, the part right before that, actually, the selection of one person from a specified class to discharge certain duties in a state corporation or society. So that that really embodies the presidential election and how what what that part of the de the definition means in reference to that. And there's about another page and a half of definition for election, but in that you realize that it says there they are selected by electors by electors so let's go a little deeper down the rabbit hole i think we just need to turn the page to see what an elector is because we understand that an election you know especially in a democratic and a republic society is how we choose our leader but it says the leader is 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 chosen by electors okay so elector what is an elector a duly qualified voter, okay, one who has a vote and a choice of any officer, okay, a constituent, okay, one who elects or has the right of choice or has the right to vote for any functionary or for the adoption of any measure, in a narrower sense, one who has the general right to vote and the right to vote in for public officers, one authorized to exercise the elective franchise. Okay, so that's the first definition that has many parts and pieces to it, but it seems to overall embody the concept of a person who can vote in a thing, whether you're in a corporation, a private or public society, or, you know, well, I guess private and public society covers what we're talking about because a public society would be your city, your county, your state, your country. And a private society would be, you know, private organizations, corporations, you know, uh, fraternal things. So it's having the right once you once your your vote is counted, then you are considered an elector. <clears throat> but remember, for the presidency. It's a little deeper. Now, I want to read a little more of this elector definition. One of the persons chosen to comprise the electoral college. Oh, okay. So it gets a little deeper. So now another, and this is a whole different paragraph. So this is like the second definition of elector. That first bit chunk was the first definition comprised of many pieces. But the second little part is its own little piece. And it says, one of the persons chosen to comprise the electoral college. Okay. So, of course, you know what we have to immediately go to next. And we're already five minutes in and we're already at the electoral college. So, we're making good time. The electoral college. No, actually, wait a second. Because right before electoral college, you have the word electoral. 
I didn't even have that written down, but we'll take it. Electoral, pertaining to the electors or elections. Composed or consisting of electors. See Electoral College. Next word. Let's go. Electoral College. The college or body of electors of a state chosen to elect the president and vice president. Also, the whole body of such electors comprised of the electoral colleges of several states. See U.S. Constitution Amendment 12. Well, wasn't planning on going there, but looks like we're going to Amendment 12 next. But so, so <laughs> I know and a lot of people talk about this. Uh, that you know the popular vote truly doesn't count but this is I mean it's in the word electoral college the college or body of electors of a chosen state chosen to elect the president and vice president period and if you go to electors it tells you see electoral college so there you go I mean that's just done but it also says see constitution amendment 12 so if you just give me a second here, because I wasn't planning on digging up the Constitution, but we're going to do it, and we're going to swing on over here to Amendment 12, because I don't think I ever really even dealt with Amendment 12. I don't remember. Let me see. The Constitution is on page 1491. Okay, so let's go to 1491 and deal with the Constitution, Amendment 12. I don't even see any page numbers, so... That's 1450-something, so where's 1491? Okay, 1493, 1491, here we go. So, do-do-do, let's zip back over here to Amendment 12. Amendment 12. Wow, Amendment 12's kind of long. Do-do-do. This is a long one. Let's see if we can power through this. This is 1804. So, I don't know what was going on before Amendment 12. But Amendment 12 in 1804, it seems like it's saying it established the Electoral College. Let's see. Electors shall meet in their representative states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be the inhabitant of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person voted for as president and in distinct ballots the person voted for as vice president. And they shall make distinct list of all the persons voted for as president and all persons voted for as vice president and of the number of votes for each, which list shall sign and certify and transmit seal to the seat of government of the United States directed by the president and the president of the Senate. The president of the Senate shall in the presence of the Senate and House of Representatives open all the certificates and the votes shall then be counted. The persons having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. If such number by a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest number not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president but in choosing the president, the vote shall be taken by states. The, representat the representation from each state having one vote. A quorum for the purpose shall consist of a member of <clears throat> shall consist of a member of members from two thirds of the states, and by majority all the states shall be 
shall be necessary to choice. And the House of Representatives shall not choose the president whenever the right of choice shall devolve upon them before the fourth day of March next following. Then the vice president shall act as president as the case with the death of the constitutional disability of the president. The person having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be vice president. If such number be by a majority, the whole number of electors appointed. And if no person having a majority from the two highest numbers <clears throat> on the list, the Senate shall choose the vice president. A quorum of persons shall consist of two thirds, the whole number of senators and a majority of the whole number shall be necessary to a choice. But no person constitutionally ineligible to the office of president shall be eligible to. Mm, got a little typo here. Shall be eligible to. Of. Oh, they got a typo. Something vice president of the United States. So with all that being said and read, it says the electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for the president and vice president. So right there. Right there, the first sentence of the 12th Amendment says the electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for the um, for the president and vice president. And when you look up elector, like we just did, it said see electoral college. So that goes to show you that when they say electors, they're not talking about us. We're voters. You see, there's a difference between an elector and a voter. Let's see what a voter is. And we're going to go to voter vote. You know, we're going to get all V it out and everything. But let's uh, let's slide on now. OK, here we go. We're going to go on over to vote because they got their electors. You know, that's already known. Let's see what a voter is. Okay. Do, do, do. Okay, we should be back there. Oh, okay. Looks like I earmarked the page. Cool. A voter. Okay, this is what a voter is. The word has two meanings. This is what it says. Now, voter. The word has two meanings. A person who performs the act of voting. A person who has the qualifications entitling him to vote. Its meaning depends on the connections in which it is used. And it's not always equivalent to electors. In a limited sense, a voter is a person having the legal right to vote, sometimes called a legal voter. Oh, let's add legal voter on the list, too. Let's add legal voter on the list too. see. It just grows as we go. So it says in here that a voter is not the exact same thing as an elector. See what I'm saying? Everybody can see when I read that first when I read that first definition of election, it says, you know, a person that is, you know, blah, 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 by a elector. And then you read elector. And that tells you an elector, go see electoral college. And then when you see electoral college, it says that's the person who votes for the president and vice president. See the 12th Amendment. You go to the 12th Amendment and the 12th Amendment, if you're just reading it, sounds like it's talking about everybody. The 12th Amendment seems like it's talking about everybody. 
So you may read the 12th Amendment and say, you know, the electors of every state shall gather and vote and see, you know, blah, blah, blah for the president and vice president. And people will read that and see, like, see, see, it says it right there, the electors. And we're the electors because we go and vote. We're voters, you know. But see, here's the game. And that's what, remember, if y'all didn't listen to episode five, Black Slaw, you need to go back because you have to remember these are words of art. You see what I'm saying? These are words of art. So when you say you're a voter, yeah, you are a voter. <coughs> but guess what? If you look up the legal definition of voter, it says a voter is not always the same as an let me, matter of fact, let me read it again. It says its meaning depends on the connection in which it is used and is not always equivalent to electors. Okay? So all you guys on Fox and CNN know that. They understand that, but they're playing with people. They try to make the caucus and the this and that seem so complicated. I keep telling people, just look up the words. Are you a voter or are you an elector? Because the electors are finna choose the next president. You know, you are an elector locally, because locally when you vote for your sheriff, locally when you vote for your this or your that, your coroner, your uh, your 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 the what is it called, the county clerk, clerk, clerk of court, whoever, you know that person. Uh, whenever you vote for that, your vote counts towards that. So in that capacity, you are an elector. But when you vote for the president, you're just a voter. You know, you're just a voter. Okay. So let's see. We looked up voter and I kind of we, we definitely stress the fact that just because you're a voter doesn't mean you're an elector as as it is as it is relevant to the presidential situation that we're in in 2016. But now let's just look up the definition of vote. You know, we're kind of going backwards and forwards at the same time. So what's the legal definition of vote? The first is one word. Very simple. Suffrage. OK, so suffrage, the expression of one's will preference or choice formally manifested by a member of a legislative or deliberative body or of a constituency or a body of qualified electors in regard to the decisions to be made by the body as a whole upon any purpose measure or proceeding or in any passing laws rules or regulations or the selections of any officer of representative and the aggregate of the expression or will of choice thus manifested by individuals is of will or choice thus oh shit read the same line twice is called the vote of the body commonwealth okay so knock that out we got voter i feel like i want to run on over to legal voter real quick before i move on with this situation so bear with me uh, as we go on over to legal voter, because I, you know, I never even know there was a difference between uh, voter and legal voter, but it's, that's the beautiful thing about digging in and trying to learn more. The more, the more you actually dig in and look, you'll just find so many different things, you know, which 
which, you know, some of the things can be helpful. You know, I'm not saying that just because you know what a word means, you're going to be a millionaire, but you can definitely look at the world and kind of see the code. You know, it's almost, and I hate to be cliche, like the Matrix, but, you know, the world is different when you can see the code and see what's going on. We're, oh, legal voter, here we go. Uh, it's, it's so different when you can actually see what's going on so you have an understanding of, oh, this is what this means and this is what that means. And mind you, even though I'm breaking down the voter and the electoral difference, I don't think that a person should not vote. I don't think that a person should not express themselves in that capacity, especially when, you know, a lot of people from the beginning to the end have put their life on the line so we can at least have our opinion weighed and measured, you know. You know, I by no means think that a person should not vote or not express themselves. I feel like you have to vote. You have to express yourselves because even though the electors may be making the decisions now and that makes zero sense in a republic, especially in a democratic republic, we still must exercise that right so that we can more so build towards the time when we can get rid of the electors. But if people never vote, the, le the less people that vote is great because then they're like, well, we need electors if only 40% of the population votes because you can't have 40% choosing for the other 60 also, although if the other 60 doesn't participate, well, then that's their choice. But at the same time, the more we participate, the more we're saying that, hey, maybe we don't need this group of individuals to ultimately, hopefully vote the way that the popular vote goes. Maybe we can just do it ourselves. Okay, so a legal voter is a person having constitutional requirements and who is registered, a person invested by law with the right to vote, person qualified by constitution and laws of state to vote. Okay, and then they have even have a couple uh, legal cases. City of Dallas, Texas, blah, 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 versus somebody. You know, oh, it says Leffler versus City of Dallas, Texas. I wonder what that was about. Um, but so to be a quote-unquote legal voter, which I bet is different from a lawful voter. I'm going to see if they have something called a lawful. Because whenever you have a legal something, there's usually a lawful version also. So let's see if they have that. Um, but so a legal voter is a person who is legally registered to vote, you know, which is, I guess, you know, which is good. Lawful. Okay. Do we have lawful voter? Do, 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 lawful discharge, lawful issue, lawful money. Hmm. Oh, let's look at lawful money. I, I like the boy. See, you come across stuff, man. You kind of didn't find lawful money. But there's a lot of lawful stuff. So I, I just saw lawful money. So let's see that money, which is legal tender and payment of debts. So lawful money. So that's deep because, you know, the definition of money is not tender, actual money. But lawful money says it can be tender, which can be those bills. So that's deep. I never really never came across that. But that's, that's a different episode. We're going to have to come back to that. So anyways. Got a, got a couple things out of the way, got through voters, voters. Now, what I also want to talk about, because I was listening to some NPR the other day, and the guy was explaining, and he was pretty upset because he was saying a lot of the people on the radio are overcomplicating the caucus process and making it seem so complicated to where people won't want to participate. I'm going to get a sip of water. 
So he felt like they were overcomplicating it. So he he broke it down real simple like and, and put it to a level to where people could understand it. And I was like, you know, I've always heard them talk about caucus and this and that. And they say the Republican caucus is a lot more simpler than the Democratic caucus because they say in the Republican caucus, it's just a straight up and down vote. And who it's like a popular vote situation. And in the, in the Democratic caucus, it's more of a thing to where it is uh, like a popular popularity vote versus some other stuff and a bunch of manipulating and circulating and undulating and I don't know. But uh, what is a caucus? Because I still don't really know what a caucus is, but we're going to find out now. So caucus, a meeting of legal voters of any political party assembled for the purpose of choosing delegates or for the nomination of candidates for office. Okay, which is straightforward and makes tons of sense. One more time. A meeting of the legal voters of any political party assembled for the purpose of choosing delegates of for the nomination of candidates for office. So that's what they're doing right now. They're meeting and they will be voting and choosing candidates for the office of presidents. Uh, but there's another word in there that I want to dig deeper into because it says delegates and it says the purpose of choosing delegates. A meeting of legal voters of any political party assembled for the purpose of choosing delegates or for the nomination of candidates for office. So what is a dela-dela-delegate? Let's roll on over here to delegate. I'm pretty sure we have that earmark. Also, a delegate in this motherfucker. Uh, delegate. <clears throat> a person who is delegated or commissioned to act in the steed of another. Hmm. Huh. A person to whom affairs are committed by another, an attorney, a person elected or appointed to be a member of a representative assembly, usually spoken of one sent to a special occasion or assembly or convention, person selected by a constitute, constituency. I got to figure out that word. Person selected by a constituency and authorized to act for it as a party or a state convention. Also, delegation. Ascending away, a putting into of commission, assignment of debt to another. Oh, to delegate, okay. So I guess the delegates are the group of people that they will be sending to the big show. Boom, bang, pow. All right, so got through that, got through delegates, we're good. Got through caucus, ping. Okay, where do I want to go right now? We did vote. We did voters. We even stumbled over on legal voters. Uh, so, oh, another one that I want to go back to, because remember we kind of brushed up on this one on the start, is appointed. Because we remember we saw a person can be either be elected or a person can either be appointed. Let me turn this phone off, so because I would hate for somebody to try to hit me up and, uh, you know, that come in. Cool. So let's look up appointed. That's another one that I didn't have planned, but we're going to dig over because you have elected officials and you have appointed officials, you know, and of course the elected officials usually are going to change office a little more and they're going to uh, hopefully try to work for the people a little more because they 
can get kicked out. But then here's the thing. You have Congress people who are in there forever and they suck. But I don't know. I don't know. But I do know as I get older, as a citizen, I definitely have to do more and participate more, vote more. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people make a big deal about voting in your federal elections. But honestly, your local government has a lot more to do with your day-to-day life. You know, unless it's Affordable Health Care and it's jacking up all your rates. But other than that, you know, your local officers, your sheriff, your county of the clerk of the court is what I was trying to say. Your clerk of the court, your sheriff, your city commission. Man, our city commission, if you did not know, in Gainesville, we have one of the biggest super fun sites on the planet, which is worrisome. Um, we have one of the biggest super, super fun sites on the planet. It's from a place called Coppers, K O. P-P-E-R, Coppers. And I guess, I think it was Creosote, Creoset or something like that. Um, but there was, they, they had barrels and barrels of Creosote, Creosote buried in the ground. And they leaked. I found it, point me. And they leaked. And it's fucking bad, man. Uh, I took a year off when my son was a year old and I stayed home with him. So yeah, we didn't have cable, so I watched the you know the little WFT or the public broadcast station, and they would broadcast the town meetings, and you would see people come in there, and they would have cancer, and they've been told that their house and their land is contaminated, and the radon was the problem, the creosote leaking to the ground, and I don't know the science, but some kind of way it was leaking radon into the ground, so. You know, fuck, it's fucking people up, you know, and everything. And I feel like I've always noticed kids in that area had, like, digit issues. Like, they have a short toe or short finger or something. Real shit. Because I worked at an elementary school. And I noticed that. I noticed that myself. But I didn't even know about the copper situation. I just kind of put that together in my head. But I don't know. So, uh, yeah. And they just pretty much, the city decided to come in and remove 12 inches of topsoil and backfill it. And all the scientists and people who did studies who testified in front of the city council said that it would take at least, you know, you have to go fucking 20, 30. No, because the shit ain't that deep. But like, you know, like 12 feet down, like really get down deep and get that shit up out the ground, man, because that shit is fucked up. And you got to think that goes into the aquifer, which is about 30 or 40 feet down. Because when you tap a well in this area, you only go 30 or 40 feet down and you're hitting water, Jack. And you got that shit dumping. It's dumping, man. But you would see the people come in there. And the terminology that they would use would not apply to the situation or it would put them in a state or status well, what they were saying was just like, you know, I mean, I would see the city council people on their phone and shit while the people was talking. They out there with oxygen masks and stuff on, barely breathing, crying. My husband died for cancer. I got cancer. I can't sell my house, um, you know. And then here's another dirty part about it. At the same time, some people who, you know, was just in an area where, you know, the shit was bad, but you know, it was still people living there, they would sell their houses and not tell the people about it, you know? 
They would get out and fucking, oh, everything's great, yada, yada, yay, yay, yay. And then sell the house, and then you're fucked. And I remember when I was looking for a house, I, they showed me some houses in that area, and it was in like 2007, which is the peak of the housing joint. And they showing me houses for like $140,000 that have the fucking, like, that, that you have the little composite cabinet joints that have the, the vinyl peeling off the side. It's just like, oh, this is so easy to refinish. You just buy it and cut it and you just glue, pull this off and glue it on. And I'm like, why am I finna spend $140,000 on a house? But anyways, I say all that to say that when you don't know your legal standing and what's going on, no, I say all that to say you have to vote for your, your, local, your local representatives, man, because those are the people who really can make a difference in your life for real. And if you have some a-holes in there, they make dirty deals, man. Let's look at another little Gainesville situation. We have a fucking biomass plant that I don't even think they run every day. But we have a contract to buy energy from this thing. So these people have a private business. They contracted with the city to where the city gave them the land built them the plant and contracted to buy energy from them at a at a price what the fuck is that about biomass these people seriously truck in trees and burn them to make electricity they did that like the last three years ago are you fucking serious you seriously purchased a plant not owned by the city, not owned by Gainesville Regional Utilities, which is supposed to be like a commonwealth joint. No, you gave it to a private corporation, which means at the end of the day, it will be theirs. You gave them the land. You gave them water rights. And you contracted to buy the fucking energy from them. Not like, okay, I'm going to give you this and bill you to this and then you have to break me off with free electricity. No. You said, hey, bro, I'm going to give you the land, build you this, and I'm going to buy this shit from you. Now, you tell me if that don't sound like some bat-scratching cronyism at the highest of levels, but that's the people we elected. Because there isn't electors in local things. It just goes by the vote, straight up and down. To my understanding, and if I'm wrong, somebody write back and, and, uh, and, and correct me. But certain people are appointed. Because when I would watch those shows, I would see people get appointed like the city manager. That's an appointment. The, the council, who are people who are elected, appoint people. So an appointment is determination of a number of representatives which a state, country, or other subdivisions may send to a legislative body. The U.S. Constitution provides for a census every 10 years on the bias of which Congress apportions representatives according to the population. But each state must have at least one representative, distincting its establishment of precise geographic boundaries of each such unit of constituency. Seaman versus Frederick. Another uh, definition is appointment by state statute which denies the rule of one man, one vote violation, equal protection laws. Okay, that's cool. And legislative appointment or reappointment, which is under the definition of... It's some more appointment stuff in here, too. Let me see what other appointment. Appointment is a loaded one. 
Let me see. Negligence contribution. That's some other appointment. Oh, yeah. But at any rate, yeah, you get the picture. When you're elected, that means electors and or voters chose you. You're a person who is chosen by the people. And when you're appointed, that means you're you know appointed by a person or a board or a group of people or something like that. So, you know, usually when people are appointed, they're serving their master. And when they're elected, well, in this country, they're still serving their masters because they usually had to borrow money from corporations and special interests and this and that and the other to get where they're at. And that's just the truth. So what else do we have? Let's go to primary election. Because the caucus leads up to the primaries. So let's go on over to primary election. Let's just take this thing right in order. Right in order, primary election. Here we go. It's cool too because this word was, you know how in dictionaries they have the, on the left side they'll have the first word on the top of the page and on the right side they'll have the last word on the upper right hand side. Primary election was right there, so it was very easy. And then, hold up. See, because this is crazy. I look to the left, and I see the word priest. So we're going to digress a little bit, because this is how I do it. You know, when I be off in these words, I just go deeper and deeper. So let's just read priest real quick. What's the legal definition of priest? This is a weird word. A sacerdotal minister of a church. A person in the second order of the ministry as distinguished from bishops and deacons. Okay, uh, priests, penitent privilege? Huh, what's the priest penitent privilege? Huh, I don't know. In evidence, the recognition of the seal of confession, which bars testimony as to the contents of communications from one to his confessor, Nearly all states provide this privilege by statute. Oh, which means a priest doesn't have to snitch if you tell them something. They may snitch, but they don't have to because of the priest penance. I guess when you do your penance and confess, it says, in evidence, the recognition of the seal of confession. See the seal of confession. They recognize the seal of confession and which bars testimony to the contents of the communication from one who has one from one to who is confessor. So if a person confesses to their priest under that seal, which is some more of that word magic. See the see the mouth? It's under the seal. They're not compelled to repeat shit. So you you know, but that doesn't mean they won't snitch on your ass for reals those. Primary election. A primary election for the nomination of candidates of office of delegates to a party convention designed as a substitute for party convention. Such elections are classified as closed or open depending on whatever on whether or not the test of a party affiliations are required. Closed primary election. So I would imagine an open one would be that anybody can vote and then a closed one would be that only the people in the party can vote. If it was me, I would be closed because you can have people come in and vote crazy to fuck up your candidate. So, But that's what the primary is and that's what we're in and that's awesome and stuff. So let's mark that one off the list. 
Where are we at? 37 minutes. We're looking good, people. Let's keep this thing rolling and flowing. My teeth are starting to hurt. Gotta get my wisdom tooth out, man. Fucking man. It's pretty cracked and it hurts. Hurts, hurts, hurts. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. You know what? Let's shift back over to the V's. When I was on voter and legal voter, I, I you know, I have voters right at here. But I didn't want to hit it yet. But now that we got primaries, no, I don't even want to go to it yet. I'll wait till we get onto the presidential stuff because we got the caucus. We have primaries. So let's go on to some big ones like president, presidential elections, president of the United States. We're going to go into the P land because we're already there, actually, because we're in primaries. So, oh, sounds like there is an airplane out there. There is an airplane out there. I think I earmarked the page, so it shouldn't take me too long to find it. Oh, okay. I think I just... This is actually my second show today. Uh, just earlier, believe it or not, I did a show with uh, my kids. Here we go. Here's the page. I knew I had it earmarked. I did a show with my kids. And, man, we had tons of fun. We were talking about all kind of stuff. And believe it or not, man, they had some really good questions for me. You know, which, give me a second, let me get some water. <sighs> let me get a sip of this coffee. Man, I've been on this thing all day. Like I said, this is my second show of the day here. Uh, but earlier I was doing one with the kids, man. They were asking me some great questions. Uh, <laughs> do I get bullied at work? Uh what does it feel like being at work and a lot of interesting stuff so i don't know if i'll release this one before or after that one but oh it was so interesting so president 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 oh i thought i just had it here we go president one placed in authority over others okay a chief officer a presiding or manager office or managing officer, a governor, ruler, or dictator, the chairman, moderator, or presider, presiding officer of a legislative or deliberative body, appointed to order, manage the proceedings, and given administrative details of their business. The chief officer of a corporation, company, board, committee, generally having main direction and administration of their concerns. Okay. The chief executive magistrate of a state or nation, particularly under the democratic form of government or a of a province, colony, or dependency. In a United States, the word in the United States, the word commonly used in reference to the private in the United States, the word reference to the private as well as the public charter of a nation's chief executive. Okay? Chief executive. Chief executive. Two words. We need to look up executive. Executive. And preferably chief executive. You know, because they always say that chief executive. Well, what is the executive? We know what a chief is. What is a chief executive? So we're going to leave the peas for a little bit. And once again, we're going to have to go off the beat at course and see what is the chief 
executive or the executive but I would love to see chief executive actually let's just see executive because you if you see executive it'll probably have chief up in there you see what I'm saying boop, boop. so let's let's go on over here and to try to find that but pretty much as you can see the president as we as we use it more refers to the chief executive even in companies you know because the ceo which is the chief executive officer of a company is the president of the company okay here we go right here i'm on the page executive okay as distinguished as distinguished from the legislative and judicial departments of government the executive department is what which is charged with the detail of carrying the laws into effect and securing the their due observance also see executive department executive powers the word executive is also used as an impersonal designation of chief executive officer of the united states of nation a term referred to the upper level management of business term also refers to upper level management of business see executive employees so we want to look up executive powers and executive employees, also executive department, which all should be pretty close to here. Um, oh, also an executive sale, a sale by a sheriff of other or other ministerial officer under the authority or writ of execution, which has levy on property of a debtor. Okay, love to see those. That's where you get that cheap stuff. Okay, and we're okay. We're almost running out of time here, so we're gonna zip through. And hit them hard here so an executive as distinguished from the legislative and judicial departments of government the executive department is that which is charged with the detail of carrying the laws into effect and securing their due observance so this is deep and i think this is the a lot of the problem people have with executive orders which we're gonna have to look up next um Matter of fact, let me let me let me um write that down so I don't forget it. Executive orders, because it sounds like this says the executive's job is to they say the executive is charged with the detail of carrying the laws into effect and securing their due observance. So when you have an executive order, that's almost like not the deal because it seems like you should only use an executive order to make the laws that are already written happen and make sure they're observed but when you write in the when you write an executive order because congress and the senate can't actually agree on what laws to pass then i could see where a person would feel like they're overstepping their bounds because then it becomes like wait a second why are we why are you doing executive orders when your job is just to enforce the laws that we create the legislation that we create but the executive orders kind of surpass that or cir cir circumvent that to bring their own type of laws into effect which by definition is not their job because the executive branch is just supposed to as it says executive charge with the detail of carrying laws into effect so uh Congress and the Senate made laws and then the executive branch carries them into effect and secures their due observance, okay? Um, 
executive agency. A department of the executive branch of the government, such as the Army and Air Force Exchange Service, whose activities are subject to status of whose contracts are subject to the judicial review. Okay. That was just fun. You know, just a little something in there. A little something in there. Okay, the executive department. That branch of government charged with carrying out laws enacted by the legislature. The president is chief of the executive office of the country and the governor is chief of the executive office of the state. Used to describe that branch of government in contrast to the other branches, legislative and judicial. Okay. Once again, it says dealing with the executive branch, their job. Let's go again. Executive department. That branch of government charged with carrying out the laws enacted by the legislature. The legislature being Congress and the Senate. The House of Representatives and the Senate. Okay. So, why do we feel, why do we live in a time where the executive branch is more involved in creating policy when their job is to enact policy that has been created. And then the judicial branch usually is charged with answering the questions. You know, when there's a question and interpretation, it usually falls on the judicial branch or the Supreme Court to make to, to kind of figure that out. So Congress writes the laws. The executive branch enacts and secures the people observing the laws and the judicial branch answers any questions and tries people in reference to the laws and when you dig in the constitution it goes more into those judicial powers because the supreme court decisions are the supreme law of the land along with the constitution and the treaties that we enter into okay so the executive branch should not be writing any laws you know, and this is, has nothing to do with George Bush or Barack Obama or nobody. This is just me as a functional member of a Democratic Republic saying when I read the definition of what these officers are and what their jobs are, the president should not be writing a fucking law. You shouldn't be even be worrying about the laws. The only thing you should be doing is either enacting the laws or if you agree with the laws that they pass, take it to the Supreme Court. You know, that's how you do it. What else did I have on here? I had executive, can't even really read that. Executive officer though, because that's a good one too. And I have executive order, shit. Executive, this is just like a, a, a gold mine here. What is an executive officer? An officer of the executive department of the government, one whom resides the power of executive to execute the laws. Once again, it's just executing laws. It's not writing laws. It's executing, executing, executing. One who resides the power to execute the laws. Ones whose duties are to cause the laws to be executed and obeyed. It's all about executing and having observance of laws, not writing laws. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. One who assumes command or control and directs the course of business or some part thereof and whose outlines duties and directs the work of subordinate employees president and vice president of corporations are executive officers okay so you have the executives and 
government and you have the executives in the business world. Of course, there are conspiracy theorists who believe that the United States as a country went bankrupt and the United States Corporation took effect and that's why they did the Gold Act and put us on fake money. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just saying that is a theory and executive order. An order or regulation issued by the president or some administrative authority under his direction for the purpose of interpreting, implement, implementing, or giving administrative effect to a provision of constitution or some law or treaty to have the effect of law. Such orders must be published in the Federal Register. Okay, let's read that again. An executive order, slowly. An order or regulation issued by the president or some administrative authority under his direction for the purpose of interpreting, implementing, or giving administrative effect to a provision of the Constitution or of some law or treaty to have the effect of law. Some orders must be published in the federal law so see this is weird because it says its purpose is for interpreting implementing or giving administrative effect to a provision of the constitution or some law or treaty but if you do an executive order to me like if, if you do an executive order eh, well it makes sense because if you do one about guns you're doing it about the second amendment you know so but my question is, can you do an executive order about an issue that doesn't have legislation on the table? You know, like, for instance, if there isn't a such thing as which there may be by now, but like a legislation on Bitcoin or a legislation on some of these uh, fantasy football sites, can you do an executive order on something that's unregulated or can you do an executive order on only things that have to do with uh, laws and constitutional situations? would be my question um but, 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 but back to the list back to the list let's see what else we got left on the list so we went over appointed we got to go back for voters right at we went over president we did we go over presidential elections we went over elections president we left peas so let's go back to president elections and president of the united states then we'll hit the voters right at and then we're gonna bounce up out of here and stuff so let's roll back over to the peas and remember man it's 2016 we need to to vote um okay we got another one too because we got presidential electors okay so let's do this presidential electors because we've already read what electors was uh we read what um because it was electors in the electoral college so then you have presidential electors. They have a lot of words for this one group of people that votes for the president, which is interesting because it's not a voter. But let's see if they even say the word voter in presidential electors, okay? A body of electors chosen in the different states whose sole duty is to elect the president and vice president of the United States. Each state appoints in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct any number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state is entitled in Congress. Okay, so 
the number of people that they have in the electoral college for each state is the amount of uh, representatives and senators they have. So that's how many electoral votes you know you have, however many electoral uh, congressmen and stuff like that you have. Okay. The usual method of appointment is by general ballot so that each voter in the state votes for the whole number of electors which his state is entitled. See electoral college. See? So let's see that. The usual method of appointment is by general ballot so that each voter in a state votes for the whole number of the electoral votes in his entitled state. So what they're let me get close to the mic so what they're saying is is that in theory the electoral college will vote with the popular vote but i remember learning in our elementary school or middle school when they taught us about the electoral college that they did point out that the whole purpose of them being there because i'm like if you're gonna vote with the popular vote then what's the point of you being there you can just go at the popular vote. Why do you need to put a step in between? The electoral college is the fail safe. What they're saying is, is, let's say we get a group of individuals who is not intelligent. You know, these motherfuckers watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians and shit. Honey Boo Boo and shit. But they go vote. Uh, let's get let's go Donald Trump. Now, this isn't my thoughts, but I'm just going to channel my inner Donald Trump supporter. And that person would be like, well, shit, what if a bunch of illegals come over here and Syrians and Mexicans and South Americans and they're over here sucking up our welfare and getting all of our money and this and that and the other. And these people are the Democrats are going to register them to vote because they don't need to have IDs to vote and da 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 da. So what happens is, is Arizona or New Mexico or one of these places out here can say, hey, fuck that shit. It's, it's 20%, you know, you know, traditional Americans and 80% non-traditional. And I bet you the electoral college will still be the good old boys. So then the popular vote really won't matter because they'll tell you what the popular vote is. But the electoral college was put there to say, hey, these people may not know what they're talking about. And in that situation... We're going to vote for them. And we may not vote the same vote they want. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And I mean, I'm <laughs> trying to tell you. Okay. So we've built up. We've came to the climax. The President of the United States. The official title of the Chief Executive Officer of the Federal Government in the United States. Boom. There it is. Chief Executive Officer of the Federal Government, man. You know, of the Federal Government. You know, but how much time do I have left? We may have to go over the diff look at Federal Government, too. Because federal, a federation and a union and a republic, these are all different, you know, different concepts. You know, and different people in the founding of these countries were federalists, constitutionalists, dissonatalists. Um, but, you know... That is what it is. So one more time, last definition, President of the United States. The official title of the Chief Executive Officer of the Federal Government in the United States. So there it is. Truth tellers, we're going to be hitting y'all 
up quite a bit. Uh, this is where people drop plugs, but you know my plugs. So, you know, thanks again. Tune in. We're going to be having some roundtable discussions, all kind of shit. Sun Diesel. I'm going to cue the music. I'll be back in a minute. Holla at your boy. Peace. I got faded tattoos. I got holes in my shoes. Got a beat up guitar. And I can sure sing the blues. And it's hard every day. But I'm still going to play. Got one love in this life. No one can take that away. Like I said, another one. <laughs> like I said, another one. Coming on, 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 another one. Truth tellers, hey, hey, man, another one. And there you go. So as you notice, the little crossover. We didn't get controversial. We didn't get controversial. Just want people to know the meaning of these words and hopefully and spark uh, interest in the minds of everybody to be like, what's really going on? Let's let's take a deeper look. Because when you look at certain things like electors, we're not them. We're voters. So I'm not going to go repeat all that again. But just know, hey, guys, you know, if you don't go out there and exercise your vote, you get what you get. You really get what you get. And, you know, I'm not saying go left. I'm not saying go right. You know. I think those are the two parts of the same body, just like my left and my right hand, you know. But I want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening. I want to, again, invite people international and people local. I know a lot of people, if you're not really doing things, you don't really want to put yourself out there. So you can come on anonymously if you just want to talk and drop some shit. I'm non-confrontational. I just want to hear where people are coming from on different issues. So if you have an opinion, let's hash it out. Let's put it out there for the world to listen to. Uh, I got one more song. This one is also a little controversial, but I'm going to play it. Because I want you to know that if you don't go out here and be a part of your system, you get what you get. And there are some people out there that think like this. Well, lately, niggas are running their mouths, saying they're going to take over the South. Jigaboo, here's to you, if you can, try it, man. I'll big seal and we'll never be free to a nigger in the end of LACP. Stay away, stay away, stay away from Dixieland. Cause we're proud of our Dixie. Hooray, hooray. We'll fight again this time. We'll win, we've lived, we'll die in Dixie. Stay away, stay away. You don't be. Shout and sing for Mr. King But Mr. King isn't gonna lose out When the northern states unite with the south Watch the fun when it's done Cause they'll run from Dixieland 
don't belong in Dixie. Stay away, stay away. You don't belong in Dixie. They build black power in Alabama, even demonstrating in Louisiana. What a shame, they're to blame, cause they came to Dixieland. Up in the north, big trouble they brewed in Chicago town and Cicero too. Let's unite, Yankee land. Come on, fight with Dixieland. Cause we're proud of our Dixie. Hooray, hooray. We'll fight again this time. We'll win, we've lived, we'll die in Dixie. Stay away, stay away. You don't belong in Dixie. Stay away, stay away. You don't belong. 